Welcome to the Teaching Behavior Together podcast, where I provide you with actionable steps for making your classroom management plan effective by incorporating behavioral and social-emotional learning activities into your daily teaching. Hi, I'm Maria, and I have 10 years experience in the field of behavior analysis. In each episode, I will be providing you with effective and evidence-based strategies you can use to create a classroom environment you want to go to each morning. No longer will you be driving home in tears over the overwhelming feeling of trying to manage student behaviors. So sit back, listen up, and start seeing success. and welcome to this episode of the Teaching Behavior Together podcast. Today we're talking with Whitney from Rooted in Resource all about building relationships in her classroom. She's a resource room special education teacher, so she has amazing strategies about how to build and sustain relationships with her students. So let's just get right into it. All right, everyone, I have Whitney here. Do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, Whitney? Yes, my name is Whitney Lowry, and I am a resource teacher at the elementary level. I've taught all grades K through six. I currently am teaching third and fourth graders, um, and I'm going into my sixth year of teaching. And prior to being a teacher, I was a paraprofessional for three years. So that's what got me into being a teacher, and I just loved it so much and just wanted to um, continue just to make an impact but as a teacher. So that's what got me into teaching. That's awesome. Have you always been like in a resource role or have you had other roles as a teacher? When I was a paraprofessional, I was in the self-contained setting. And so being a resource teacher, it's different, but I love that I have had experience in both um, classroom settings. So I love it. So yeah. Awesome. Okay. So we are going to talk a little bit today about building relationships with students and you're in a little bit of a unique position where you're pulling students out for services and IEP minutes and everything along those lines. So do you have any strategies for teachers that have a similar role to you to building relationships with their students? Yeah, you know, it's um, tricky because I only service them for 30 minutes per subject. So if a student only has writing, for example, I might only see them for 30 minutes that day unless they have um, additional services. So I try to make the most out of the time that I have them and really building um, those relationships early on especially um, just to be able to support them and have them feel comfortable when they need help and coming to me and advocating for themselves. That's a lot of what we work on in my classroom is, um, and then if they're in social skills groups, we work on those as well. But yeah, so I just really try to have fun in my classroom and be open. I'm not so serious. (laughs) I think at the very beginning when you're a teacher, it's important to Um, go over all the classroom expectations and have all of those and be firm in those. But I think it's also great to um, just be able to joke around and have fun and be more not so serious all the time. Um, So I think that helps my students enjoy coming to my classroom because I think the older they get, they're like, I don't want to be pulled, you know. So I try to make it um, fun, engaging, but also just really get to know them. So we might have a lot of dance parties. I ask them what they're into. Sometimes I'll go to their sporting events. I just really try to make a note of the different things that they're interested in and then incorporate that into my classroom, whether it's like the decor in the classroom or the lessons or the material that I pull for reading. 
gear it towards their interests. So I really try to pay attention to that or have them help and just educate me like, what is Among Us? Tell me all about it. That's the new game. So I just really try to have them show me, teach me. I think they also enjoy that. So and they take interest in knowing that I'm also interested in what they're interested in. So that's a lot of just what I, what I'm always doing with them. Yeah, that's awesome. And and like, I like how you said the show me, teach me. I think kids love that, especially younger kids, but I think it could work with older kids as well is that teach me the lesson because one, it demonstrates like a higher level skill, right? If they're able to explain something back to you and demonstrate that understanding, then you can really gauge their understanding of that skill. But it also puts them in a position like a leadership position and also shows them that they have the ability to teach someone else something, even though like we're usually pretending as the adults that we don't know whatever skill it is. But kids love that. I often give that as a choice to like doing some academic work as like do you want to do it by yourself or do you would you rather me do it with you and you show me how to do it or you explain it to me or you be the teacher and I'll write down the answers like on their whatever we're doing worksheet or whatever it might be so that one I can like gauge understanding level and two it gives them that like fun role to be in and it makes them feel like important and like they have a leadership role which I think goes such a long way with building relationships I agree. They love it. And they just, I feel that whenever they are, like you ask them to explain something, they all of a sudden just stand a little bit taller and they're like, so we'll, whenever it comes to math, like, all right, who wants to be the mathematician and show us how to do this? So they love it. I think that's an important um, aspect also for students that are coming in and to resource and I'm helping them. Sometimes they are like, I don't need help and I don't like to be that, that student. So I'm really trying to encourage them. Like, you're so much smarter than you gave yourself credit for, or you can do this and really try to amp them up. And I think that they even perform better when they're confident. So I try to put, put, just give them a lot of confidence as well. So I think that's a big part of that also. Yes, absolutely. And I think building confidence, people don't realize can help build that relationship. So if we're working on building like positive self-talk with our students and building their confidence in in their self-esteem and everything like that, that it goes a long way with the relationship that you have with that student and that connection that you are able to make with that student that makes, like, like you said, when students... Students usually go from like kindergarten, first, second, third grade to every time you walk in the room, like, pick me, please take me with you to like, as they get older, like maybe not wanting to leave the classroom because their friends are in there or they're starting to recognize that not everybody leaves the classroom for services and they become self-conscious about that. And so building that relationship through confidence building and positive self-talk can be so instrumental into them trusting you as an adult and really building a strong relationship with them, which I think is so key, especially when kids are being pulled out of the classroom. And as they get older, they start to realize, well, not everybody gets this or not everyone leaves for reading or whatever it might be. Yeah, I agree. I think that really goes part of just knowing your students. And I have found that whenever I'm open with them, they're going to be more open with me. So whenever we do have those conversations, I try to connect it like, I know that I feel this way. Do do you like, or do you, I noticed that you felt felt that way um, or you expressed it. This is what I have found that helps me. And so I try to give them those tools too. Um, But just being open with them and 
allowing them to see like, I'm, a, I'm human too. I have emotions just like you, and this is how I deal with them. And just trying to give them those tools, but being really open with them as well. Yeah, absolutely. It leaves us so many different like naturalistic learning opportunities. And I like how you said being open with students. I think also what helps build your relationship with students is if you make a mistake, not trying to like cover it up or, you know, just letting them know like, hey, I made a mistake. Anyone want to help me fix it so that they like feel that reciprocity of like, my teacher's helping me, but I also help my teacher do things. And again, it gives them like that confidence boost and it goes such a long way with that overall relationship with you have that you have with a student because you know so at times some of our students struggle academically especially students who might be being pulled for extra support and it becomes very aversive to them to to do certain tasks and then you look like the bad guy right like you're the <laughs> one making them do yeah. the thing that they don't want to do or that something that's really hard for them so having that foundational relationship can help those situations go so much better I agree. Yeah, they um, – it's funny because whenever I've noticed that if they don't want to be pulled or we do something fun. So I just try to show them cool things and have fun, like have our thing, you know what I mean, like with each student. So whether it's like, hey, I, have you ever seen this cool handshake? And I'll have a cool handshake, and they think that's so cool. And it's just it just helps to build that rapport with them and that relationship part of it or – I feel like third and fourth graders love paper airplanes. So <laughs> I've perfected my game on making all sorts of cool paper airplanes. <laughs> so I'll even do it as even incorporate it into the lesson and write a math problem in it and fly it across the room or have them everywhere and they have to solve it and then they get to fly it or whatever. But they love it. And I think those little things go a long way, even though it might seem just so silly, but they love it. And so it's kind of fun though. But whenever they go back to the classroom, if they have um, – a paper airplane or if they have a little piece of candy or a little, you know, a note that I've given them all of a sudden, next time I go pick them up, the rest of the kids in their class are like, um, so when do I get to go to you? <laughs> and so I try to make it, you know, where it's a positive experience coming to me and that the kids do love it and that their peers don't look at it as anything else. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's also important just as far as the relationship is understanding what my students might be going through and the peer aspect that they have to navigate through that I'm not going to be there for and those types of conversations. Yeah, so absolutely. trying to help with when, those. It reminds me of when I was pulling students when I was getting my PhD, I was pulling students for a reading group and um, some of my students part part of like doing research and everything you have to get child assent so students have to say that they want to come with you and sometimes I would always let my students know like if you don't want to come today that's totally fine and they would always be like no I want to come I want to come and then other students in the classroom would be like when are you going to take me when is it going to be my turn and I could only work with like so many students but then some of my students would ask me like why can't you take other kids why is it only me and like having those conversations with them and and just being like open and honest like this is you know this is what we're doing and this is why I'm helping you and everything like that I think gives them like the why and understanding about that that also goes a long way with building the relationships with your students is establishing that like mutual reciprocity of like conversation back and forth so that they don't you know they might be thinking in their own head oh why do I go with this person but if you have that open conversation then they're like oh I go with this person because I get to do fun activities and learn different things and 
in whatever, you know, it might be. Yes. I've even told some of my students their goals. Like, hey, I meet with your parents and your teachers. And like, this is a goal that we think that you're going to be able to do really good at. So we're going to work on this goal. And so I try to be as open as I can with them. Um, and so then I'd have them track their own goals, which I think helps them to um, just see that they can do maybe what they thought was hard. Like you can do hard things and we're going to track it and we're going to work together and we're going to celebrate the victories and just use all of those as learning moments. So that's what um, I also just try to do with the kiddos. I think that being a teacher, I know like I personally like I have certain teachers growing up that I'm like, I love that teacher. And so now as a teacher, I'm like, okay, what was it exactly that that teacher did, you know? And, um, and then I also um, just kind of went to school and had to go through like my parents getting divorced. And so I needed like some, you know, help or whatever. And so I try to be that teacher that I want to be the teacher that like I needed when I was a student. And I think of all these other kiddos who you know, they have all these different life situations that they might be going through. And so I try to understand what, what their um, household is and what their life is and just connect with them that way too. And even just sitting and having lunch together, you know, I'll be like, who wants to have lunch? It's a half day. And so I'll plan to have lunches with them or go out. And if it's a fun activity outside, like, all right, who wants to race? Like just silly things, you know, that I think go a long way that they just can connect with you. So. Yes. That's such great advice. And and I think that is such great advice for, um, new teachers as well, or teachers who are about to enter the field or in their student teaching, thinking about a lot of times in like teacher prep programs, we hear about building relationships is so important. And when you have a student who struggles in your classroom with behavior, you probably have somebody coming into your classroom saying like, well, building a relationship with the student is so important, but that's such an abstract concept of building these relationships. There's no like roadmap. There's no textbook on like how to build a relationship with a student. But thinking back to like your own experience in school and the, the teachers that you had really strong relationships with and reflecting on like what made me me have a strong relationship with that teacher and then trying to implement some of those strategies for you as a teacher is a really great place to start. Yeah, I agree. I like to at the beginning of the year. So some years I might get all brand new students like this year. Other years I might have them for multiple years. So I, I have gotten to have um, those relationships just grow over time. And it's been amazing. But then when it's the new, new students, I really try that first week just to have fun, get to know them, ask those questions and do fun activities that would just get to know them better. Like, what are your interests? What do you like? What do you do at home? What do you do for fun? Do you play sports and all those types of things. And then I just keep all those papers and I like make mental notes until I know them off the bat of, you know, I can just look at them and be like, Oh yeah, that kiddo plays hockey or he has this. And I try to just, um, be very mindful of it. So whenever a student is talking about, he has a game and it's a Friday, I make myself a note because I'm horrible about remembering certain things, but I'll make myself a note like, hey, ask how his game went, you know? So I just try to be as invested as I can in each one of them and just show that I care even by those simplest things like that, you know? Yeah, I know I'm like, I know for me, like as an adult, if I tell someone I did something and I see them and they ask about it, I'm like taken back like, oh, oh, you remembered. And I know that that's the same for kids, you know? So I try to do those same things that I know that us as adults appreciate and doing it for them as well. 
Yes, that is so true. When like whenever I run into someone, they're like ask you about something that you talked about like a couple months ago with them. You're like, oh wow, you remembered that. You <laughs> yeah. Love that when you know about you know what happened over the weekend, and you ask them about you know you know younger kids or like my birthdays in six months and twenty one days, and then it gets closer and closer and closer, and like my birthday's thirteen <laughs> days away, and then you can like finally remember their birthday and yeah, I'm like guess what? It's coming up <laughs> or whatever it might be, and. And those like those things really go a long way with making making relationships and building relationships with your students and kind of take some of like the overwhelm and the pressure out of feeling like day one, I have to have a relationship with them. Like a relationship is not built overnight. It takes, you know, that first week of really focusing on building relationships, but also those touch points throughout the school year and making sure like we're remembering things that they're interested in. There's, um, there was a lesson one time that it was one of those lessons that you're just like, I don't know if this is going to go well. And it just is like your greatest lesson ever, you know? And that was one for me that I realized how important it is to incorporate the things that they enjoy and I think at least for these, this group of kids that I had reading was just like, oh, they didn't like to do it, you know? Um, and they kept talking about, oh, there's this new thing like on Fortnite. And oh my goodness, the world, the, the world in Fortnite was changing. It was like this huge deal. I really didn't know much about it, but I took the time and I went on the internet, like, what is this? And so I Googled it and I got, um, this article that was, super kid friendly and we read it and there were some words that they didn't know. So we were able to use our context clues to figure out the vocabulary. And it was like a great lesson and they were so into it. And I love that they were able to see like, this is why it's important to read. Like now you guys understand this. It's a topic you guys are interested in. And it was like a news article, but I think incorporating it also gets them to buy into the importance of what you're teaching and kind of the reason why we're teaching reading, why we're teaching writing. Um, and so I think that using the, the 30 minutes I have with them a day for each subject for me is valuable to really make sure that it's something that they're interested in. And, and granted, like not all kids are going to be interested in it, but maybe next time it's going to be the topic that they like, you know? So I really try to incorporate as much as I can um, and be involved with them into their world and what goes on in their world. Right. Absolutely. And I think as students get older and their interests evolve, you're right. Everyone that's with you might not have the same interests, but one, like having different activities that have different interests will help kids expand their interests, but also build like a lot of social skills around that too. Or if you have students that are particularly interested in something and it's and you're doing a lesson that incorporates that interest and some other students aren't as interested, it gives an opportunity for that like social skills aspect of asking, you know, a peer about something or, or teaching a peer about something new, which I think also goes a long way with students be able, being able to build relationships with each other. But then again, also adds to our foundational relationship that we have with our students as well. Yeah, and allows them to ask questions about the topic that they might not know much about. And so then, like we talked about earlier, having the kids explain it. So I think for me, like, it also allows me to understand, like, how are they socially with each other? Are they able to explain it? Can they summarize what we just talked about? Are they able to ask questions? So there's a lot of different things that you can get data on and measure and be able to see just in something as simple as that, like you said, even if it's not an interesting topic to them, 
um, there's a lot that they can gain from it. Right. And in it, in it, again, it really allows our students to to learn from each other, which peer-mediated instruction it can be so powerful, especially, you know, as students are in third, fourth, and in, in grades, you know, higher than that, that peer-mediated mediated piece can be such a great way to, you know, if you're coming with you for 30 minutes, you can have a portion of your time dedicated to students working with each other. So you can work with a student more one-on-one and really get to know that student. Because I know a barrier to building strong relationships with our students is having to build relationships with all of your students, right? And that can be really overwhelming, especially if you're a new teacher or or you keep hearing about how you have to build relationships and you start out day one, you're like, all right, I got to build relationships. And there's 30 kids in your classroom that you're trying to build relationships with or you're a resource teacher and you pull you know 30 or 40 kids a day or whatever you know it be throughout the week and you're trying to build relationships with all of them utilizing some different strategies so you do get some like one-on-one or one-on-two time with students so you do get to know them can be a great way to again like build that relationship yeah whenever we are working on um, their goals and keeping how I mentioned earlier, how they will keep track of their own goals and chart their progress. Whenever we're doing that, it'll be one-on-one. So that's a great way to build the rapport too and to encourage them. And then whenever we're doing like whole group, I try to set time at the end of class to do something fun as a group so that we can all um, just build that relationship as well. And maybe it's a fun game. Maybe it's a student telling a joke. Um, so I try to incorporate all of those things as well, which has really helped to build the relationships. And again, not having it always be so serious, but you can have fun too at appropriate times. But there's a time for learning. There's a time to have fun. So keeping that balance. And we do a lot of games in my classroom as well and just learning through the games, which I think also helps with the social skills that you might not win and that's okay. (laughs) And working through all of those, again, you know, having third and fourth graders. So that's what we've been just working on and um, I think just trying to help them navigate those social skills as well as academics. Yeah, absolutely. You've given so many great strategies of how you (laughs) build relationships, especially in your role as a resource room teacher and pulling students. And I'm hoping that all the teachers listening to this get some ideas for how to build relationships, especially if you're starting out as a new teacher or if you're doing your student teaching, you're kind of feeling overwhelmed by the idea of having to build relationships and not really knowing where to start. I'm hoping that this episode gives you so many strategies. Do you have anything else you want to tell anyone listening to this and where can everyone find you on social media? I had such a great time chatting with you and I hope that they all have gained some um, really cool resources that they can use and strategies. Um, You can find me on Instagram at rooted and resource. And that's where I'll be. You'll find everything on there. All right, everyone, that's all we have for you today. I'm hoping you're taking so many amazing strategies away from this episode. Building relationships can be really challenging, but some of these strategies can really help build those relationships with your students. So if they're having hard moments, you have that really strong relationship foundation with them so you can help them through that and maximize student success. Don't forget to follow Whitney over at Rooted and Resource on Instagram. And if you want to continue this conversation, feel free to follow me at Teaching Behavior Together over on Instagram and send me a message. I'd be happy to talk with you more about it. Also, if you're looking for a classroom intervention checklist that is geared towards behavioral interventions and maximizing the use of the interventions that you have in your classroom, click a link in the description because I have a completely free guide for you. All you have to do is click the link and you will receive it in your email very shortly. Thank you so much for listening and have a great rest of the day.